Hello and welcome to the Disabled But Enabled podcast. This podcast seeks to celebrate and encourage sickle cell warriors and also their loved ones who fight alongside them. Each week, we talk about the realities of living with sickle cell disease. We aim to bring hope and leave you with at least one reason to carry on on this journey called life. I am your host, Tutu Emmanuel. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast show. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about sickle cell and mental health. As it's Mental Awareness Month, and this week, especially in the UK, is mental mental. This week, especially in the UK, is Mental Health Awareness Week. I thought, you know, it's a perfect time to come on here and talk about mental health. But I'm going to talk from a sickle cell warrior's perspective. So for me, coming from an African background, my first knowledge or shall I say interpretation of mental health is probably someone that has actually gone really really cuckoo and actually really really lost it but I have come to realize that mental our mental health is much 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 more than that a lot of us suffer from some form of mental health issues sometimes we take upon ourselves more than we ought to more than we need to So today, I am just going to talk about my own experience and what I feel I'd like to share with you today. Would I honestly say I have had any mental health issues? The honest truth is no. I cannot honestly say to you, hand on her heart, I have suffered from one form of mental health or the other. So I'm probably not the right authority to talk about mental health. However, it's understanding the frustration And I just want us to be a bit more sensitive on this matter. A lot of times when we see people that suffer from mental health, because they don't seem to have seemingly lost it all, what, I mean, at least coming from my kind of background and my previous knowledge, and me having to reorientate myself on this whole mental health issue, you know, in my previous life, before I decided to re-educate myself, in my previous life, I decided to re-educate myself about what this whole mental health thing was about. I probably took a lot of things for granted, ignored a lot of signs from friends and family, and took people for granted, not realizing that we're going through a lot. But this whole COVID thing that we're coming out of, and this whole COVID situation, gave me a glimpse of what people that suffer from mental health go through. So today, I'm just here to share my story, to talk to you about my journey, and just hope that some way, somehow, you know, we can learn a few things from what I have to share. I'm just going to talk about lockdown and the whole COVID-19 virus issue. So life was going as normal. For everybody else, I mean, for me, and likewise, I guess everybody else, until sometime last year, March, I would say, March 2019, you know, it was announced the COVID virus was spreading rapidly. Initially, it just seemed so far-fetched. It just seemed like it was away in China somewhere. It wasn't anywhere near us and we would just be fine. And we all just seemed so remote from the whole thing. But before we knew what was happening, you know, the COVID thing got into the UK And I remember getting back from work. Actually, I was at work on that day when 
another colleague of mine had mentioned that they had been informed by the doctor because they have an underlying health condition. They've got to stay home and work from home. Now, a bit of a background story. This job, I just started in March. So, and I was a temporary staff. I have not even been made permanent on this job. So the first thing I thought was, oh, in fact, I didn't think any of it. I just thought, mm, well, that's him, whatever. He'll be fine. Um, I didn't even know what his underlying health condition was. I just knew that he had said, his doctor had said he should stay at home. If I knew it, my boss looked at me and said, I think you should call your doctor to find out if you should be coming into work. A bit of fear gripped me initially because I thought, oh gosh, if I'm not allowed to come into work, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to lose my job? I'm not guaranteed. I'm not, I'm just a temporary staff. I've never been made permanent. I'm not even on probation or anything like that. What does that mean for my job? But in obedience, I called the doctor and doctor said, oh, she'll get back to me. She just needed to double check a few things, but she suspects I am going to be on that list. Sickle cell is most likely going to be on the list of those that are going to be shielding. Well, by the end of that week, the whole nation had gone into lockdown anyway, and everybody had to start working from home. Working from home wasn't so bad because, you know, you get to work from home. And it just seemed like it was all okay initially. But then the letter came through the post. It was from the NHS, and there it goes. Due to underlying health condition, because you suffer from sickle cell, you cannot go out. You have to shield. What? I can't go out? Not even to the shops? Don't get me wrong, guys. I, you know, I'm not one person that goes out that much, if you see what I mean. I mean, apart from going to work, apart from doing the school run. But I'm not really, really a party person. Yes, I have one or two friends, but at the end of the day, we're all very, very busy. So it's not like we see each other every weekend. But I think it was more of a mental thing. It was almost like your freedom has been taken away from you. You can't do what you want to do. You can't go out. And I think about it, the whole nation was on lockdown anyway. Everything was shut down anyway. But however, I still couldn't go out. I couldn't go to the shops. People were allowed to go to the shops. At least you could go out, you could queue up, you could get, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what I was expecting. I don't even know if I was a re I'm not, I mean, I'm more of an introvert, I would say, than an extrovert. But it was just the fact that somebody has not written a letter, and I know it's for my own good, don't get me wrong, it was for the best. However, a part of me just felt a bit imprisoned. Now you cannot go out. Now you have to get your home delivery. On one hand, it was fantastic because for every supermarket that I had signed up to previously, I got a priority shopping um, slot. So I didn't have to worry when people couldn't get slots with the supermarkets. I got a slot. You know, if I wanted a slot, I got a slot. I got to order everything I needed from the comfort of my own home. But this was new to me. It's not like I hadn't done the odd online shopping for grocery 
I mean, I do online shopping for grocery. I do, I mean, I buy stuff online, but I still like to go to the shops. I still like the fact that I could go from aisle to aisle. I still like the fact that I could check out what I needed to do. I still like the fact that I could go from aisle to aisle. Sometimes I had a shopping list of what I wanted to buy. But the fact that you could get there and you could change your mind, you know, get there and decide, you know what, I don't fancy this anymore for dinner. This is what I fancy now. I couldn't do that. Once I put it in the basket, I had to a certain time to change my mind, after which that was it. That was what I was getting. That was what I was having. To top it all, walking through the aisle meant if I got to that particular thing, especially fresh vegetables, and it doesn't look like it doesn't look appealing to me. It doesn't look like what I would like. I can easily change my mind. I can easily say, I can make that decision of should I buy it, should I not? I could choose what substitute I wanted if I wanted a substitute. But now I had to rely on somebody in the supermarket to do my shopping for me. I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I appreciate every single one of those supermarket people. I appreciate every one of the key workers. They did a fantastic job keeping the nation safe, keeping the nation going. You know, a round of applause to them. I take my hat to, off to them. But how are they to know if I what I wanted? Yes, I knew I'd, I was given the option of a substitute if I really wanted a substitute. But to be honest, guys, I never clicked the substitute option. Because each time I clicked on the substitute, I was leaving the decision of what to substitute to, to these people. And in as much as they did it to the best of their knowledge, sometimes I wasn't exactly very satisfied. So I stopped clicking the substitute button. So that was it for going out. I soon learned to get on with it, to deal with it, and to move on. And just accept and be grateful that I was healthy, and that I was safe. Well, it soon got more interesting because one day got to one week, got to one month, and then the first lockdown was over. And it seemed as if they were going to let everybody out. But no, for those children, you still couldn't go out. You still had to stay at home. You still had to shield. It almost seemed like, when is this going to end? It was really heart-wrenching. It was really frustrating. And you know what? People would call. Oh, just calling on you to check how you're doing. Oh, how are you feeling today? Oh, you are part of the children, aren't you? Oh, shame on you. You can go out. Oh, you're supposed to be children, aren't you? And sometimes I know these things were said out of the goodness of your heart. I know people said this out of the goodness of their heart. I know people meant well. And that's what I struggled with. I know some of these statements was coming from a good place. But sometimes it felt like that reminder of, you can't go out. You know, like that child on the playground where, oh, you've broken your leg. You can't come out and play and watch us playing football. You know how that child feels? That's how exactly how I felt sometimes. 
being trapped in the four walls of my house, seeing the same four walls over and over and over and over and over and over again. I thought I would use school run as an excuse, just an excuse to get out there, just an excuse to get some fresh air, just an excuse to see other people. Not that I was going to get out of the car, not that I was going to talk to anyone. Then schools were shut down. Kids had to study from home. Kids had to do online learning. So not only did I have to juggle my work, I had to juggle online learning. Thankfully, my young man was old enough to get on with things himself. He was old enough to attend his classes. However, I still had to wake him up in the morning. I still had to make sure he had his lunch. I still had to check on him to make sure he was okay. But the frustration of the fact that he couldn't even go out was getting to him as well. So this began to make me realize that if people do not have the right support network behind them, this is how people begin to lose it. Sickle Cell is tasking on its own. It's a mental, you know, you think about the mental effect, the pain you can deal with, the pain we're finding solutions for. There's the painkillers, there's the, you know, fluids, everything. There's one thing on the other for you to cope with the pain. Well, how do you cope when you can't be with people? How do you cope when you can't have your loved ones around? People can't even come and visit you because you're now and the vulnerable part of the vulnerable persons. So even when the lockdown was lifted, the first lifting, the second lifting, you couldn't really get a support bubble. Not because there was no one around you, not because you didn't have any loved ones, but apart from your husband or those that live in your household, shall I say, Everybody else, you didn't know where they had been because some people still had to go to work. Some of your close people were key workers. And in the goodness of their heart, out of the goodness of their heart, they thought about you and said, you know what? I don't want to come and see you. I could be asymptomatic. What if I'm asymptomatic? I don't want you to get ill. So you had to depend on phone calls. You had to depend on Zoom to communicate with the outside world. It was really, really hard. But I'm glad that that's all over now. I'm glad that, you know, life is back to some form of normality. I'm glad that the bubbles are increasing. I'm glad that we can see each other again. But in the midst of my gladness, I reflect. It was shielding and the COVID-19 that got me to this point. Before now, I felt nothing of mental illness. In fact, to be honest, I thought it was an excuse sometimes. But right now, I apologize. I repent and I say I'm sorry. For every time I thought, mm, possibly it was just an excuse because now I see how 
it is so easy for people to slip into depression. It is so easy for people to lose their minds. It is so easy for people to get frustrated about things. You know, like I said in the beginning, I'm not much of an extrovert. I'm not one person that goes out a lot. So it wasn't like I was actually going to be going out, but I think it was just the mental thing of you can't go out. Somebody telling you what you can and cannot do. I actually find that more in prison than anything else. Is Mental Health Awareness Week. And I've just come out here to say to every single person out there, sickle cell or otherwise, that suffers from one form of mental illness or the other, I see you, I hear you, I celebrate you, and I say to you, keep strong, keep going, and do not let that, do not let it get the best of you. To so everyone that is out around people that suffer from mental health, in fact, even if you're not, or you don't think you have anyone around you that is suffering from mental health, Take a leaf off my page. Let's be more sensitive. Let's be more sensitive to those around us. You have someone that is an extrovert and has all of a sudden gone very quiet. Why don't you check on that person? Check to see how they are doing. Check, but don't overburden the person. Let's be more sensitive with our words. In our caring, Let's not choose words that might put people down. Let's not use words that might make people feel insecure. You know, how are you? It's not a common question. And the answer to how are you doesn't always have to be fine. Because whenever we ask that question, so how are you? How are you doing? Our usual response is, I'm fine. But you need to learn to listen to more than that. what has been said. What are you hearing beyond that I'm fine? And it's always okay to ask, are you really fine? Or really, how are you? I know you're fine, but how are you doing? How are you coping? Do you need to talk? Or better still, don't even ask how are you. You could just say, just thinking about you, thought I'll check on you. How is it going? How is the shielding? I know it's not easy. How are you coping with it? Is there anything to, I can do to make you feel better? And when you make this statement, please, 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 please make it from a genuine point of view. Because when the person starts to open up, when you ask, how are you? And the person starts to say, I'm frustrated, I'm this, I'm that. Please do not shut them down. Listen. Hear what is not being said and then give a word of encouragement. Let's not be quick 
to give solutions sometimes. Sometimes people do not, are not even looking for a solution. They just want somebody to offload on. They just want somebody to pour their heart out on. They just want somebody to hear them when they say, I'm tired. They just want to be heard when they say, I'm not coping well. They just want to be heard when they say, you know what? It's been a long day, but I think I'm going to be fine. Anyways, this isn't meant to be a long one. It's just a very, very short one, as you could tell. It's Mental Health and Awareness Week. So I thought I'll come up here to talk about how we can be more sensitive about the mental health of those around us. Beyond the pain for sickle cell people is the mental health issue. The pain doesn't give us time to stop and think sometimes. But the truth is, sometimes you think a lot is going on up there. Shielding wasn't easy on a lot of people. It was a tough one. But I'm glad we all pulled through. I'm glad we made it through. I'm glad to be here talking to you. But I've just come here to ask for a bit more sensitivity. For a bit more clarity, for a bit more sensitivity towards those around you, towards those who suffer from mental health issues. You know, the actual definition of mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. A lot of things affects people's psychological and emotional well-being. You know, I've often heard it being said that the fear of death is worse than death itself. For a lot of COVID people, for a lot of people, the fear of COVID was actually worse than COVID itself. Not knowing how to cope, not knowing what to do. For everyone out there that has suffered from one form of mental health illness or the other, I just want to leave you with a quote by Lisa Oliver that says, just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you, doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. If you feel you're struggling, please, 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 please reach out. Find someone to talk to. And if you feel there's nobody else that you can understand, or you want more information about mental health and how you can help, you can contact the Mental Health Foundation on mentalhealth.org. The telephone number then the UK, so it's 0207 803 
0110-2110-0110-2110. And there'll be somebody out there to help you. If you need more information, you can DM me on my Instagram at disabled but enabled and I'll be happy to help you. It's your girl as usual signing up for now and saying to you dear to keep up alive. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on the Disabled But Enabled podcast. Please check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Disabled But Enabled and on our website disabledbutenabled.org As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review. Feel free to tell us anything you would like to hear us talk about so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Once again, this is yours truly, Tutu Emmanuel, saying switch on the power within and see you next week.